Hello, hello, hello. Happy Friday, everybody. You're listening to Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. We are back after our week hiatus. We're here every two weeks on East Village Radio. Make sure you follow us, the whole label group, Mexican Summer Software and Anthology, on the various Instagrams and Twitters. Just put in those names into those social media outlets and you can find us. If you follow at Mexican Summer on Twitter right now and for the next two hours, you'll get live track updates of what we're playing. And today we're celebrating a trifecta of album releases. Uh, Cola's No-No is out today on Software. Wise Blood's new EP, Cardamom Times, is out on Mexican Summer. And the Litmus Glass Love box set by Andrew Kidman is also available now on Anthology. And stay tuned as we play tracks from all three of those records today. Yes, indeed. And stay tuned. We're going to have a couple of interviews as well. Cola is going to have a... We're going to phone him up a little bit later in the show to chat about his album No-No out today. And we also have an interview with Natalie uh, from Wiseblood coming up. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to give a call to our friend Rick from Ad Hoc. Um, he's going to give us his picks for the weekend, um, what's going on uh, around town. And we're also going to ring Ben Steidel over at Co-op 87 Records um, at 87 Guernsey Street. And he's going to give us some selections from the shop. So we'll have lots of cool peeps stirring up later. Hell yeah. <laughs> that is one stack show for today. Everyone listening and during this beautiful, beautiful fall weather that yeah. feels like summer still. It's unseasonably so nice. warm. Yeah. Well, in the spirit of that, <laughs> let's play a track from the Bali High soundtrack called Under Ripples, which is out on Anthology. It came out earlier this year. Enjoy, freaks.
Oof. A summer high. track. Such a good soundtrack. So good. Under Ripples was the track. Um, so what's next, Shay? What's coming up next? We have, well, I thought we'd follow that with um, a track from Wise Blood since it is her album uh, EP release day today. Uh, Cardamom Times is out today and we are going to play the title track from the EP. Nice. And uh, stay tuned. Straight after that, we're going to go into an interview with Natalie. Uh, yeah, so let's hit it. Thank you. 
for taking the time to talk with us today. Happy release day for Cotter Mom Times. Oh yeah, thank you. How does it feel to have this new this new recording out into the world? Really great. Um, I'm really proud of this one because I recorded most of it myself and um, got to do exactly what I wanted to do. So. And what was that? What did you set out to do with this record? Just keeping it mostly on tape, real to real tape. Where did you record the record? In Rockaway Beach, and then a little bit at the Mexican Summer Studio as well, like um, some mixing and overdubs. Do you think that your living in Rockaways influenced the sound of Cardamom Times? Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, Rockaway is like a really dreamy place. Um, I was like two blocks away from the ocean, but it's also very desolate, dystopian, and kind of industrial. So the cover is a picture of actually Jamaica Bay, like on the other side. Uh-huh. Not facing the ocean, and Jamaica Bay is just this really interesting body of water that, you know, is so beautiful and once was like really fertile swampland, but now it's kind of like intense, like um, human waste zone. Yeah. And uh, I just like, I think the dichotomy is really beautiful, like the subway and the like old wharfs and all the things that are like rotting and decaying over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you feel like cardamom times? addresses this dichotomy in, in its sound, where there's this dreamy nature, but also this dystopian uh, dystopian coloring, too? Definitely. Do you know, or did you set out to have any sort of thematic threads run through the EP? Did I set out to have what enigmatic threads? A thematic. Like, is there a theme throughout the EP oh, that, you, okay. that you touched on with each, with each song? Um, not necessarily, no. I mean, everything is, like, related in the big macrocosmic, like, sense um, that they're all, like, feelings and feelings that could be all under the same umbrella, but they're not connected to each song to its own island, I guess. Did the record, Cardamom Times, surprise you when you had all the songs finished? Um, a little bit, but not really. Um, I don't get surprised unless it's, like, really bad. Uh, Or it's, like, way better than I thought. This one is pretty much around what I thought it would be. Right. Um, I am surprised when I listen to a release, like, a year or two after the fact. Because your ears completely change. And I haven't quite gotten to that space yet with this EP, but I'm sure in, like, a couple months I could re-listen to it and it could sound completely different. Because, you know, your ears change and you kind of don't hear the little mistakes, the little things that you wished were different or something. Sure. What surprised you about The Innocence, your record from last year? Um, what surprised me about it? I don't know. I listened to it and I, I think that, um, like, some of the comments that I've had about it, like, I don't really hear what people were talking about okay. or something. Or I, um, I hear what people were talking about before that I didn't hear before. Um, it surprises me, I don't know, it's usually just better than I remember it or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I think most artists experience that where they they um, are so sick of something once they finish it because they have to hear it many times, but it takes a long time before they can hear it with fresh ears and be like, oh, this isn't so bad, you know, before this was annoying and now I can, can hear it for what it is. Yeah. So you've just released a video for In the Beginning, a cut from Cardamom Times. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about the video, the making of it, and the inspiration behind it? 
it's made in Thunder Bay, Canada, which is like a really beautiful um, kind of forested mountainous area right on Lake Superior. And um, so the lakes, the Great Lakes, are just the strangest things. I actually think they're really scary. They're really creepy because they're just these huge, void, still bodies of water that are like incomprehensibly huge and like not teething with life, you know? Um, there's fish and stuff, but for the most part, they're like these kind of voidless masses. And that was like a little bit of a theme when we were shooting by the lake. And I also um, have never worked with Super 8 millimeter film before. That's really, really fun. And it really limits your time, and you kind of only shoot the best of the best. And uh, it's like a nice refresh from uh, making digital videos because the editing process of digital is more intense. Because um, you usually end up with more footage because you kind of don't have a limit. So we had just a very certain, you know, specific amount of film, and some of the reels were kind of all like getting messed up because we were like climbing these rocks and doing all these things. So it was nice to have those boundaries. It's funny that that's the creative process, I think. Sure, that, it's also a, a similar thread to recording on reel to reel tape for the for the for the yeah. EP. Do you feel like you had a lot less room to edit when you were tracking and recording Cardamom Times in a similar way to editing this video? I did, yeah, because the D-track, you know, some of the things I used, the chorus effect, which is, you know, overdubbing the same thing over and over again. So I only had one track for the vocals. Like, I couldn't try to cop and do, like, a mixture of vocal tapes on the tape. I just had to do one one pick. Um, I did a couple overdubs to show that, so I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, both the video and the record sound and look very warm, which I think is something that uh, all of your music has always has always evoked that kind of that warmth and that glow. So it's nice to see you oh, cool. pursuing those mediums through lots of different outlets. Yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> That's interesting to take a glow. Yeah, it, it sounds like winter time. Maybe it's just this beautiful fall day that we're enjoying. That's adding to the, <laughs> to the glow. If if only one person could hear Cardamom Times in your life, who would you choose? Probably the person it was written about. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, and he said it. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> If you could choose one person to cover the entirety of Cardamom Times, who would that be? Somebody to cover the whole EP. Hmm. Probably Sean Savage, Sean Nicholas Savage, because he's my favorite vocalist at the moment. Um, who do I want to hear? I don't know. Uh, Little Wings. Um, Kyle from Little Wings. We just did a tour together and we did some singing together. We covered a bunch of songs, some Grateful Dead songs. And um, I kind of realized something that I hadn't before, that like his voice and his music is, is something I can really relate to. And I could see him singing my songs. I don't think he could see himself singing my songs. <laughs> Are there any plans to, to collaborate with either uh, Little Wings or, or Sean? Yeah, no, I'd love to uh, collaborate with Sean. He's, he turned European. He's Euro now, so he's full-time Europe. We're about to do a European tour together. And I don't know if there'll be time to collaborate, but... I'm sure we'll sing on stage together, and if there is some time in the world, we'll make it. 
And Kyle, Kyle's really busy too. Um, maybe somewhere down the line. I don't really plan out too many collaborations because they're um, way better when they're spontaneous and it's it's not always like meant to be or something, even though it it's not like a... I think people do it more often than they should, maybe. Right. That's my take on collaboration. Yeah, I appreciate that. Well, Natalie, thank you for taking the time to talk with us today. Good luck on your European tour, which starts November 11th. Uh, yeah, November 11th. November 11th in Geneva. Good luck with that. Um, and congratulations on the release for Cardamom Times. It's a, it's a beautiful record. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. I don't doubt in my mind that you 
Thank you again, Natalie, for taking the time to speak with us. That was Maybe Love off her new EP, Cardamom Times, which is available now from all good record stores, digital stores, and streaming sites. Beautiful. If you want to hear more and you just can't wait, I mean, I guess you can tune out if you really need to, but I suggest (laughs) just starting a new tab in your browser, going to Spotify, iTunes, whatever you, you prefer. Beatport, maybe it's there. And, and I think it's streaming on the fader, too. It's streaming on the fader now, so there you go. Yeah, lots of ways to listen to Cardamom Times. Shout-outs to the fader for supporting the record and for streaming it. That's awesome. Yeah. And this is a first for the Freak Terrains experience, but we want to give you, the listener at home, a chance to own a copy of Cardamom Times on vinyl totally for free. All you have to do is phone in and answer a simple question, which is where did Natalie Wiseblood record Cardamom Times? The number to call in is 347-973-3955. Again, it's 347-973-3955. Call in, talk to your Freak Terrains host, and let us know where Natalie recorded Cardamom Times, and we will hook you up with a brand spanking new vinyl. (laughs) Yeah, give us a call. Um, And up next, we have um, a track from... Turning Shrines, Face of Another. Um, This was a reissue that we put out on Mexican Summer a couple of years back for Record Store Day, but um, it's a reissue of, um, I think it came out in 1985, but uh, Turning Shrines was a side project from um, Fred Gianelli. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but he was also in Psychic TV. Um, It's a really rad track, and we're going to play it for you right now. And here we go. Here we go. Freak Trains on East Village Radio. Oh, oh.
Listening to Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. We represent the Mexican Summer Software and Anthology crew, and you just heard a song from none of those labels. <laughs> but it was still a beautiful song. That was John Angiak, I'll Rock You to the Rhythm of the Ocean. A nice little segue into the main man, Ben Steidel, who we have on the phone. Yeah, we're going to give uh, Ben Steidel a call right now. He works over at Co-op 87 Records, which is located at RHQ on 87 Guernsey Street. Definitely go by there and pick up um, some used and new releases if you haven't been already. Uh, ben actually made us a mix for the Anthology website. We have kind of a ongoing mix series that we post on anthologyrecordings.com. Mix, uh, backslash mixes, I think. Yeah. Um, Ben made the most recent one. It's awesome. So we decided we should give him a call today and see if there's anything in the shop that he recommends. Yeah, this is going to be a new recurring segment on Freak Trains where we're going to call Ben. Every time we're in East Village Radio, we're going to hit him up and ask him for his selection of the week that just came out. So Ben, are you on the phone with us now? 
I am. Oh, hey. Hey, Ben. Oh, hey. How's it going? It's pretty good. Pretty chill. How many Monster Energy drinks have you had today? I've had one Monster and two Diet Arizona Energy drinks today. And I I have a nice coffee waiting for me. Wow. That is a breakfast of champions, my man. Caffeine. That's what's up. (laughs) So what do you have going on today at the shop? Um, I'm I'm cleaning records. I'm pricing records. I'm uh, hanging out, chat, chatting with people. Nice. And what record yeah. have you selected for this week's must buy from Co-op? My pick of the week is <clears throat> a pretty cool four-song kind of compilation thing called Xtab Compilation, which is on a label called Monophonus Press out of Austin. Oh, um, yeah. It's four different kind of artists, a lot of collaborations, um, and it was curated by Sam from the band Letter S that you might be familiar with. Definitely. Um, yeah, and it's uh, it's got a bunch of weird stuff, sort of a couple pairings of artists that people might be familiar with. Um, a really cool track by Idea Fire Company is on it. Um, but my, my pick, if you want to, we're, we're going to spin a song from this? Yes, please. Okay, yeah. My my pick from the the four tracks is uh is by Interbrain, which is the duo. It's uh, Willie Burns, who you might know as the guy behind WT Records and producer of a whole lot of stuff. Um, and it's him with the guy that runs the label Mannequin Records um, as Interbrain. And uh, yeah, their song Molecular Psychology um, is kind of a weird, crowdy electro jam that I've been really feeling lately. Um, and it's a cool record, and it's I don't know. Seems like people should should hear it. Check it out. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, we're going to give it a spin in just a second. Thank you so much for taking the time and speaking with us, Ben. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you, ben. Absolutely. All right. Have a great day, dude. And everyone listening you at too. home, make sure you go to Greenpoint 87 Guernsey and scoop this record. Do it.
That was Ben Steidel's pick of the week, Interbrain's Molecular Psychology. Make sure you go pick up that record if you loved it as much as I did. Yeah, from, that was great. From Co-op Records on 87 Guernsey and Greenpoint. Thank you again, Ben. Thank you, Ben. Um, so today is also a very special release day over at Anthology Recordings, which is our reissue imprint. We have um, a box set of two surf soundtracks from Andrew Kidman's surf films out today, Litmus and Glass Love. Um, the box set comes with a 100-page book compiled by Andrew Kidman with interviews and photos, and it's a beautiful package. We're super stoked on it. The soundtracks are available on vinyl for the very first time. We are very excited about this release. There's actually a really awesome piece on it that just went up in T Magazine, I just saw today. So um, if you're sitting in front of your computer, Google around, read more about these soundtracks. Really, really cool films. Um, Litmus was from 1996, and Glass Love was sort of a counterpart film that came out in 2000. 2006 or 2005. Um, 2006. Yeah. But anyway, both films are really beautiful and um, we're just really honored to be putting those out on vinyl for the first time. So there's also a really good feature up on self-titled magazine at the moment that has oh, yeah. both of the both of the albums streaming in advance. So that's yeah. another good place to check it out. So surfer or or not, definitely check out these soundtracks. They're really, really beautiful. We're going to focus on the Litmus soundtrack for the next couple of tracks. Uh, and then we're going to go into the Glass Love bit in just a few, probably in the second half of the show. We have a very special treat to come after the next two tracks, but stay tuned for what that treat will be. For now, let's listen to Rain off the Litmus soundtrack by Andrew Kidman.
That was Rain off the Litmus soundtrack by Andrew Kidman. Once again, we just released a beautiful box set that our words on air can't really do justice to it. So we can't stress enough that you go to anthologyrecordings.com and take a look at the scope of the package. It's two vinyl, Litmus, and Glass Love. Two soundtracks for two surf films. Yeah. And they're also available locally at Pilgrim Surf Supply, which is in Williamsburg and Amagansett, New York. They're good friends of ours, really big supporters of all the surf soundtracks we've been putting out. Um, we're hosting a pop-up shop there, actually, at the moment. Um, through the next couple of months, we have a bunch of records for sale over at Pilgrim. And you can pick up the Andrew Kidman Litmus and Glass Love box set over there. I love that store. It's yeah. beautiful out there. I know. It's so nice. Let's uh, play another track from Litmus to keep the vibes flowing right. Cool. As if we're on a wave. <laughs> The eternal waves of beautiful surf music. <laughs> Let's do it. This track is called Green Hornet.
You're tuned into Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. We just played a trifecta of tracks from the Litmus soundtrack, which is available now on Anthology Recordings. You just heard Green Hornet and Gapu. Very funky, this one. Yeah. Yeah, it's total like throwback to 90s house. Yeah, soundtrack to an awesome surf film by an awesome surf dude named Andrew Kidman. So look out for that on Anthology. We have a very special guest on the phone right now, Mr. Cola himself, Matt Papich, who today we are releasing his new album, No-No, out on software recordings. No-No is a reflection of Matt's interest in the never-ending psychodrama that is the American news cycle. God, the worst. And his record is blanketed with a style of auditory performative humor that operates as a coping strategy, a modifier for an otherwise oblique sonic world. Matt, Cola, thank you for taking the time and joining us on air. Absolutely, thank you. Matt, how's it going? Pretty good. Um, I just dropped my iPhone and dropped and cracked the screen, which weirdly felt good. <laughs> <laughs> and I I drop it a lot, and it usually doesn't break. And I could tell from the sound that it had broken. It was it, face down. It was the one. Was it a good sound? It was. It's almost like you couldn't have recorded it. It was so. F- it was a really short sound, but it had an, it had like additional information and in the impact that, that de- kind that of told me sounds, before I looked. Definitely sounds like a potential collab beat, though. A, a, a <laughs> dropping and smashing iPhone. ASMR of smashing iPhones. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Tell us. Tell us more for those who are listening and don't know about your music as much. Tell us about where you call your samples from and how you kind of build build your tracks? Um, well, the process changes from track to track. Like a lot of the songs start using drums or using synths, which could be sample-based or they could be actual synthesizers, software synthesizers. And then some of the... Some of the tracks I'm approaching more like I'm decorating them mm. or dressing them with um, samples, and some of them are built more from the ground up with samples. And now I'm mostly sampling from free from Freesound because it's super high quality and kind of anything that you want. Cool. Not necessarily searching for things, just like or searching for specific things, but more so just browsing and getting a lot of things and then listening back and seeing which ones are effective and which ones are kind of triggering. Yeah. Do you look for, for sounds that are going to seem super foreign or do you kind of seek out the ones that are immediately recognizable? It depends. Um, you know, like there's definitely a lot of sampling on this record. That's like, Oh, that's clearly glass being broken or that's a dog barking. Right. And those things work. Those, you know, those kinds of sounds I'll use as a way of like pulling you out of this like fantasy land of the song back into this like more brutal reality-based environment. And then the opposite can happen too. I feel like on this record, there's a lot less alien-sounding mm-hmm. samples than on Moody Coo. And they're also just less treated is another thing. There's less effects, and less manipulation. Yeah, it seems like it's a lot more sparse and kind of there's some glaring negative space in between all of the beats and stuff that makes it really interesting. Yeah, and that negative space is huge. I'm, I'm finding more and more use value for that in the live sets. 
Cool. Well, should we listen to a track and then come back to you in a few minutes so folks can hear what we're talking about? This sounds good. Sure. Yeah. So I think we're going to play Tragedy, right? Off of No No, which is out today. We're speaking with Cola. We'll be right back with him. Tragedy by Cola um, off his record that's out today, No No. It's his second record with Software. Um, we're speaking with Matt on the phone right now. Matt, are you still there? Yes. Hi. I'm here. Did, awesome. it, did it feel good to hear your song on the phone? 
on your crack. It's like iPhone. hold music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. That song kind of has this like Charlie Brown feeling through an iPhone. Speaker. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> kind of like a toy. Yeah, because there's like a toy piano thing happening. Yeah. Yeah. Would you consider making a ringtone? Yeah, I love ringtone. Yeah. I should make ringtone. You definitely should. I think it would be good to have this as a ringtone. It would be like really confusing initially. It's like, what was that crashing glass? Right, exactly. Phone? And then it's, it's like a, a hard drive booting up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's, I was reading a little bit about the record and some of the press that's been coming out this week. And I was reading that Wire interview that you gave that was so awesome. And it was, you were talking about like creating anxious spaces um, through your music. I thought that was really interesting. How do you create anxious spaces in the I mean, club? One, one thing that was different making this record as opposed to the previous ones is that I, I played all these tracks out for like a year before we mixed them. And so mm. I had a lot of opportunities to play them in different environments, mostly like dance environments in Baltimore. And... I was interested in kind of like going against the grain some of the time and moving away from this euphoric kind of um, trajectory that most like club nights lend themselves to. Mm -hmm. Not so far against the grain to the point where it's like this becomes this ballistic or militant sound, but just enough so that you are kind of like put back into a different headspace right. um, that maybe you were at during the day when you were at work, or maybe it's a headspace that you were at um, first thing in the morning when your alarm was going off or something. Could you um, sense that people were responding to that, like dancing differently or like behaving? Yeah. I mean, that song's a great example because by the time, as you guys were fading out, the, the rhythm changes and then it switches from laughter sounds to crying sounds. And people, some people keep dancing and then they, it's weird. And then other people stop. And then some people are angry about that. Some people think that I'm kind of like sabotaging their nightlife. And some people are interested in that kind of more introspective thing that can happen. Right. Yeah. It seems, it seems like there's just like a huge psychological component to this record in general and I was reading also about your interest in you know the news cycle and media and sort of paranoia and um, I, that's definitely clearly evidenced by like some of the track titles which are like fear and suffering and stuff can you like talk a little bit about that yeah I mean some of that is just appropriating like headline culture right or kind of like um, like timeline time timeline culture where you're moving between you're seeing a link about two school shootings today one in arizona and one in texas and then you're seeing press for the new visionist record and you're listening to his track and then you're seeing a joke from someone who's funny and it's kind of like you have to navigate these extremely dynamic um emotional spaces um kind of constantly and then you're also probably communicating with people in real life because you're at work or something and so i wanted them i wanted the record to be able to like live up to that kind of complexity right 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't wind up being a thing that is ultimately that difficult to hear because we're all already so good at navigating these kinds of, um, these kinds of territories. Right. Yeah. It's like hearing the word fear is like just as familiar as like hearing a baby crying or something like the samples can have a similar effect. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or, you know, there's a sample of a siren that's passing by you and it's, it, it side chains the rest of the music. So it sounds like it's, it might actually be outside. And then you're kind of, there's like a moment of confusion and then a moment of clarity right afterwards. Right. That kind of dichotomy is one of the main things playing between clarifying concepts and then confusing them. Mm. Yeah. I've been listening to your record a lot on the subway, which seems like a really good setting for me. Cause there's just so much like loud, it is like an anxious space. I feel like by definition, there's like so many people yeah. and so much stimuli, stimuli everywhere. It's been, it's been kind of a cool psychological experiment. Right, and then other sounds of the train arriving can interrupt the music and almost crossfade into it and be these, yeah, these totally. cool intersections. Um, so how has it been kind of, I guess you recorded and, and made this record, you know, in the past couple of years, but now this year has been hugely uh, tumultuous in your hometown in Baltimore with the Freddie Gray situation right. and I don't know how right. how has it kind of been to create this record and then to see all of that kind of unfolding in your environment I mean that was all that that because it's so close to home is almost is like the, one of the few events that's actually become overly emotional mm-hmm. where you know, even just today there's new reporting from the Baltimore Sun yeah I was just reading that, that. Is, yeah, and it's really it's a four part thing. They embedded a journalist in the police department that was doing the investigation, right as everything was unfolding the last week of April. And reading in it, I be you know I became extremely emotional mm. in this way that doesn't happen to me when I'm um, reading about other similar events from other places. So that's something I I don't really have an answer for, but I, there's. There's, it's interesting to me that proximity still has an effect in this way. Right. Even though I feel like I've become more empathic through accessing more information because of the internet, mm-hmm. uh, despite that, the, the most direct and most physical and kind of um, location-based story is the one that's kind of affecting me the most. Right. So you feel like um, access to more information can make us more empathic rather than turning us off to emotion and like kind of making it easier to glaze over like tragedy and and stuff. I think so. I mean, that's at least what I've found personally, because you have access to more nuanced opinions and you have access to um, a more diverse and or foreign bunch of viewpoints like i've found that that it actually is can be the kind of a thing that that builds trust and builds empathy more so than shuts it down right that's cool that's a that's an optimistic 
perspective. <laughs> I yeah, like I mean, we're already we're all cyborgs already in this way, and, and it's like <laughs> at, at, at any moment when there's at, at any moment of downtime now, instead of waiting in a line and thinking and daydreaming or something, now you turn to a screen. Yeah. So it, in a way, it, I feel like it makes you a little bit less in your own head and like and and like interested in fantasy. Yeah. And more, um, it, it's like in a sci-fi way, you're able to connect to these um, other worlds fairly directly. Very cool. Hey, Matt, do you think that, or do you have a sense of how other musicians and artists based in Baltimore, how the Freddie Gray murder and and the the social um, the social poison that's kind of going through America and Baltimore in particular. Do you get? Do you have a sense of how that's these news stories are affecting other musicians and their output, and and if there's a community of, of people who are, are reacting to this stuff and making material that is very much a reflection of of the growing sentiments? Yeah, I mean, you absolutely see that. Like, even even during the week when uh, it was just after the uprising had begun and then the mayor had or the governor whoever had issued this curfew there was parties going on that had to be over by 10 p.m. because everyone has to be in their house wow. at 10 o'clock at night and so even then immediately there were these direct actions being taken to 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 make sure that like the the creative like underclass of Baltimore had a, a strategy for for coping, um, and you definitely see that still. You know, there's I, I saw someone play the other day. The music was okay, but they had a sample from Network that was like, I just, it's like I can't take any more of this shit or something. Mm. And that's a sample that I don't think I would have heard like a year ago, right? Or, or for the same reason in Baltimore, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know the radio is a huge thing here, where there's club music gets played almost every day. Kind of like a, a, a Friday night, there'll be a big hype up, similar to how Hot 97 would hype up parties in New York. Yeah. Um, and you know during that week of the of the uprising just after Freddie Gray's death, there was like days of radio where they weren't playing music; they were just taking calls. And that was kind of this amazing analogy for the the headspace that was necessary, and the kind of and and this this concept that like playing club music didn't really make sense those days, you know. Yeah. It made a lot more sense to to have these discussions, you know, even though it's on a radio station that you know is basically uh, the same as all the rest, and you know, sponsored by huge corporations and has to play a certain amount of music. It was almost punk to not play music and to, and to take these take these questions and try to like try to find like common ground or something. Hey Matt, I, I hope you have a few more minutes that you can spare with us. I want to play a track, uh, "Gush" off off No No, just to give people some more some more experience with your music in case they haven't heard it yet. And then when we're done yeah, with sure. "Gush," come back to you and talk about some future projects. Cool. That sounds great. Cool. Thank you. Oh, my God. 
Mutiny. This is Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. We're speaking with Matt Pepich right now, who also goes by Cola. That track was Gush off of his record No No, which is out today on software. Um, Matt, are you there? Yes. Hi. Hey. Um, so I guess we wanted to hear what, what you have coming up. Um, you're going on tour next week, I believe. Yeah, basically I leave on tour next week just to do a handful of shows on the West Coast, which is actually the first time this project is playing in L.A. or anywhere out there, Awesome. strangely. Um, it seems like L.A. will be a good setting for these tunes. Yeah, I'm excited to play there. I, feel, I also have a huge peer group there, so it's going to be a good moment to kind of like reconnect with a lot of people. Nice. There's definitely an exodus to L.A. from Baltimore over the last few years. It feels that way here, too, actually. And then yeah. you're playing in, in Queens next week, right? At trans Yes, which will be amazing. The crew is fantastic for that, for that party. 
who's the crew for that? Um, Joe Williams, who collaborates with me on making the Colo records, is going to play. Right. Jeremy Hyman, who's a new person, who's going to put out music on Future Times. Maximilian Dunbar, who runs Future Times. Ace Mo, who's from New York and makes amazing music. Callison, software head. Nice. Missing some people, I'm sure, but it's a it's a deep crew. Cool, and that's on Friday next week. Yes, Transpicos. Yeah, well, we'll definitely be there. Yeah. Are you so you're doing a DJ set and a live set at that show, right? I think so. Yeah, because we have enough time. Nice. Um, that's kind of what I've been doing. If there's the possibility to try to do something that's a little bit seamless between the cola, the cola kind of live set and then moving towards something that's more typical dance music. Nice. That makes sense. Matt, I'm excited. thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, congratulations. Yeah, my pleasure. Congratulations on the release of No-No. It's a long time coming, but we're all very, very stoked to have this out. Yeah, it's amazing. Thanks. Me too. Me too. Awesome. Thank you. For everyone listening at home, we have a copy, a vinyl copy of No-No that we want to give to you. If you call into the studio and let us know which city Matt Papich currently resides in, call the number 347-973-3955. Again, the number is 347-973-3955. And we're going to tweet the number out too. Last time we tweeted an incorrect number and we were very sorry for that. (laughs) But the iPhone keyboards are just so (laughs) tiny, it's hard sometimes. So make sure you follow us at Mexican Summer and at Software Label for the correct studio phone number in case you missed it. And give us a call. We'll talk to you and we'll ask you, where is Matt Papich from? And you better have the right answer if you want that free vinyl. For now, we're going we're gonna to play the last cola track of the day. And this is a bonus track that is available to those who purchase the record. And it is called I Comb My Hair. Thank you again, Matt. Appreciate it. Light, 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 light
Just about your love Something so hard you don't understand That's about your love That's something without any kind of plan How they say that you be dreaming They say that you be damned When a man he ain't got nothing to love He ain't got nothing He ain't got nothing He ain't got nothing but a blood on his shadow As about your love goes so hard you don't understand As about your love that girl without any How they say that you be dreaming They say that you be damned When a man he ain't got nothing to love He ain't got nothing No, he ain't got nothing He ain't got nothing but a blood on his shadow Now they say you are a fool in love, they say that you are blind They say you got a line, love, to keep your love from dying But a man who never put his faith in love and he never started trying He ain't got nothing No, he ain't got nothing He ain't got nothing but a blood on his shadow No, he ain't got nothing No, he ain't got nothing He ain't got nothing but a blood on his shadow
so much to talk about Nothing much to say Got so much to talk about, baby Nothing much to say listening to Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. We are here repping Mexican Summer software and anthology. So far on the show today, hopefully you guys have been tuned in since 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or whatever Standard Time you are currently experiencing. <laughs> Earlier in the show, we spoke to, to Natalie of Wiseblood to talk about her new EP, Cardamom Times, which is out now. We just wrapped a great interview with Kola, who was gracious to spend some of his work day talking to us on the phone to celebrate the release of his new album, No No, which is available now on software. And we just played a track called Blood on Your Shadow from the Glass Love soundtrack, which is part of a double LP box set from Andrew Kidman that is available now on Anthology Recordings. All three of those imprints are represented by your, your DJs who have been talking to you and playing tunes since 2 p.m. today. If you want to hear more from any of these, of these records or read more about them, or just explore our sonic worlds, please go to mexicansummer.com, which is the portal for all things Mex anthology and soft. All things soft. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna play a track that's not from any of these new records. Yeah. This was this is an older track actually from 2014, which is quite a while ago now. Um, this one is from ARP from a 12 inch they put out called Pulsars A Quesas. And this is the title track. Stay tuned. We're going to be calling Mr. Rick Lichtung from Ad Hoc just um, in a bit to catch up with what's happening around New York City this weekend. So stay tuned. <laughs>
abrupt ending to that one. There was a track called Yellow Jacket uh, from the Samps. A deep cut from the Mexican Summer catalog. Really like, really like that one. Me too. And we're kind of rolling into the last 10 minutes here on Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. And we're joined on the line by Mr. Rick from Ad Hoc. Rick, are you there? Hello. Hello. <laughs> hey, Rick. Hello. I'm so excited to be here today. You're on air, Rick. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm, this is great. I feel like I'm peaking right now. Wow. Fantastic. Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, welcome aboard. Yeah, we, we kind of thought we'd have you on each week to give us a rundown on what's happening in New York City on the live music front um, over the next week. And because you are the man about town with ad hoc and all, all, all your other fingers in those <laughs> promotional pies. Uh, so how's your, how's, your, how's your week been this week? Oh, uh, it's been great. I spent most of the week preparing for this uh, Silent Barn benefit that's happening tonight at uh, this paint warehouse, uh, sort of by pumps, like really close to pumps. Um, it's at 1109 Metropolitan Avenue, and uh, Alex G is playing along with uh, Frankie Cosmos, Tom, who are a really great band on uh, Exploding in Sound, uh, and this other woman, Emily Yusina, that appears on the Alex G record. Oh, that just nice came man. out on Domino. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, we're super excited for that one. That'll be super sick. What's the deal with that? Is are there still tickets available for that show? No, it's sold out. Oh. Which is a bummer. But that's good for but Silent Bond. It's great for yeah. No, yeah. they're gonna make like a boatload of uh, donations for sure. Um, the space is actually pretty pretty huge, uh, and uh, it seems like over the past few weeks, people have really shown their support support for them uh yeah it's been after it's been the a, fire totally there's been a giant outpouring it's been it's been really great it's such a crucial venue um in the bushwick community yeah um so the good news is that um the fire has uh kind of motivated them and given them i, I guess indirectly given them the funds to renovate the show space so now they've put in acoustic paneling um, new floors, everything else. So the new Silent Barn, when it does reopen, I think actually maybe even as soon as next week for oh, CMJ, um, that's it's going to be a way better experience for everybody. That's um, great. <laughs> it's kind of like a pleasant surprise for everyone. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a classic Phoenix Rising situation. <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny. That's what there's a Village Voice article that uh, that literally said Silent Barn is a phoenix, <laughs> and it's, just, it's really funny because it really has been their narrative all along with them yeah, the formally occupying the Transpicos show space. Um, so, which I believe, I guess on Friday, pretty sure, isn't the the Cola record release show happening? Yeah, yeah. that's next Friday. Transpicos. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, that's going to be amazing. We just had a good chat with Matt uh, on the show, actually. He's very pumped. Yeah, we are. We all are. Who else is on that? <laughs> Max D, Talison, Asmo, Jeremy Hyman. I think there are a few more that that Cola is still trying to bring in for the for the fray. Yeah, 
going to be a good I'm sure one. some special guests will appear. Yeah. They always do. One of Tricks Point Never is going to pop by. <laughs> do a 10-minute voice set. <laughs> what about, what's going on Secret tomorrow Chuck night, person. Rick? Yeah. Anything else, anything happening for the rest of the weekend that we should know about that's not sold out? <clears throat> Folks should go to not sold out. Everything good is sold out. Yeah. <laughs> um, not not sure. I guess um, there's a pretty cool show at Alphaville with this band, uh, Def Wish, who recently put out a record on uh, Sub Pop, and uh, they were on. Uh, you know that Shake Appeal column that appears on Pitchfork, mm-hmm. um, mostly highlighting like landmark. Uh, garage and sort of like punky but not hardcore stuff Mm -hmm. they were on like a best of uh summer 2015 list for them and uh they're coming all the way from australia to play oh nice um yeah they should be here throughout the week playing cmj shows um and i guess i uh if i were to give any kind of advice to anyone going out to cmj shows not to buy a cmj badge Right. Do not buy a CMJ badge. It is the biggest waste of money you will ever spend in your life <laughs> if you do that. You heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah, there's just there's yeah. so many there's so many uh, so many free fantastic free shows next week, um, and I guess joining the ad hoc mailing list is one of the best ways to find out about them, right? Oh yes, I'm so glad that you mentioned that. <laughs> the ad hoc mailing list is the best way to find out about shows. Also, if you just if you bought a ticket for an ad hoc show before, don't even worry about it. We already have your email address. Oh, perfect! <laughs> sneaky, oh, sneaky, what a sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, a lot of good shows this happening this week. What are you guys planning on going to? Well, I'm actually going upstate tonight, so I'm gonna sadly miss the festivities. I'm getting and feel like I need to have a retreat before CMJ craziness next week so i'm out for this weekend but um yeah there's so much going on next week it's gonna be great um yeah 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 what about you guys phil rachel i think i'm gonna go to sleep tonight oh and then tomorrow rick what should i do tomorrow saturday night you know what i don't tomorrow i'm not like even really sure if there's anything good happening tomorrow night damn so to be honest should i just sleep tomorrow and tonight Try and get into Silent Barn? Yeah. Cool. Pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Mine's made up. Thank you. <laughs> well, let's listen to a track now from Alex G, who is playing the Silent Barn benefit show tonight. What is that address one more time, Rick? It's 1109 Metropolitan Avenue. Right. And awesome. it is sold out. So if you have a ticket already, you probably already know that. But just in case you wanted to slide by... Maybe maybe try your luck. Maybe someone's selling a ticket. Stop by door. Pumps on your way over. Yeah. Yeah, go, just go to Pumps, actually. Yeah. That's where the <laughs> and, real uh, party is going to be. Pumps is actually an official sponsor of Freak Terrain, so thank you, Pumps. <laughs> and uh, That was a brilliant... We didn't even plan that. I know. Yeah. It all just it all worked out. Nice. Well, That's thanks. perfect. Thanks so much for chatting, Rick. Um, we'll hear from you in a couple of weeks. Catch up on all this CMJ yeah. craziness, no doubt. Um, and I have yeah, wait. Wish you all the best for the for the coming week. Same to you. All Same right. to y'all. Thanks, Rick. <laughs> Let's do it. Here's a track from Take Alex care. G. This is Bug.
Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another session of Freak Terrains on East Village Radio. Yep. We will be back in two weeks' time. We're in this space every two weeks. Uh, make sure you follow us at Mexican Summer on Twitter to find out which special guests and other fun things we have planned for the end of October, for our, our last show of October. Mm-hmm. And before we sign off for the day, we want to cover some very exciting news for Mexican Summer HQ. We have signed a local band Pill to the Mexican Summer fam. We announced that this week with a track from their upcoming 7-inch Hot Glue. We're going to play that for you guys as we say goodbye. This is Hot Glue from Pill. Um, the 7-inch comes out on October 30th via Mexican Summer, and you can catch them playing a bunch of CMA, CMJ shows this week and a 7-inch release party on Halloween at Palisades with a bunch of other Ooh, killer bands. Yeah. That's Halloween. where we'll be. Halloween plans sorted. Yeah. Nice. Thanks okay. for listening, everybody. This is Hot Glue from Pill. Peace. <laughs>